Are you a glass half empty or glass half full type of person? Or are you the type to pour the half glass of water into a smaller glass, thus creating a now full glass of water? Or are you just thirsty and ready to take what you can get? We'll explore that today in this episode about optimism, but let's lay out some context to give us some foundation. At the time of recording this podcast, we as a people, a society, as a species, are recovering from the greatest humanitarian crisis of our time. There are still obstacles to overcome in the long term and significant challenges to solve, but we can say with confidence that we are in a better position to face the future now than we were a couple months ago. Towards the beginning of this crisis, the amount of uncertainty was so great, many of us were split between believing that next month could be better or believing next month could be worse. Seemingly at random, Some of us adopt pessimistic viewpoints on the world, while others have more positive outlooks. I had a conversation with some friends about this, and one idea that came up was that we can be motivated either by positive reinforcement or negative reinforcement, meaning that our yearning for survival is influenced by seeking the positives in life or by avoiding the negative counterparts. So whether we're figuring out how long we're staying indoors or evaluating our trust in people who don't use their turn signals when driving, our expectations can be derived from our own experiences. The question I'd like to try to answer here is, how much control do we have over these expectations? Or in other words, over our own optimism. This podcast is being recorded from New York City. I spent most of my youth growing up in a smaller city in the southern United States. The two locations have vastly different landscapes and ways of living. Early on, I'd grown accustomed to having to drive everywhere I went. I could find a park or nature just about anywhere. And the people I met as a kid are more or less the same people I eventually became an adult with. Small world. This experience formed my expectations for what I'd be seeing when I went outside on any given day. Life for me was slower paced and not very dynamic. I could get by with few complaints, but I often found myself wanting different and more. So when I eventually came to New York, my expectations were that I would be enjoying myself much more because there were so many more unique experiences to be had. I was optimistic about making a life here. Conversely, I have a friend who I grew up with who also came to New York, not so much by choice, but rather natural progression. Therefore, there wasn't as much of an optimistic or pessimistic expectation about living here. His expectations for the future were not formed by his desire for any kind of lifestyle, but rather they were formed by his very early experiences he had after arriving in the city, of which included cold winters, crowded spaces, and critters in places people would rather not find critters. This produced a very pessimistic outlook on New York City that still exists today. He since moved back to the South. This makes things a little complicated now. Both of us came from very similar backgrounds, yet these near-identical experiences made us think differently about what life in New York City would be like. You could say the pattern was broken here, but perhaps, rather, we've left something out of the equation. Another variable to decide why we feel the way we do. Let's take a moment to consider attitude. 
My friend's relocation to New York was by mere happenstance, and it was where the best opportunity was at the time. For me, it was closer to moving by choice, driven by a desire for change and growth. Coming from the same circumstances, we had different attitudes. Bingo. Our outlook on life can be influenced, strongly even, by our attitude. But attitude is a little vague though. Is that exactly what we're interested in here? Attitude can be symbolic, like hope. As in, I hope it doesn't rain on the day I plan to picnic. Therefore, I'm hoping my picnic goes well, and I'm optimistic that I'll have a good time. Attitude can also be the result we get when we process learned knowledge. As in, after reading all of the one-star reviews on this air conditioner I already bought, I can pessimistically expect that this will be a brutally hot summer, given the amount of repairs I'm going to need on this unit. Now, this is taking us down a little bit of a rabbit hole, though. If we question optimism and get attitude, we could question attitude and likely land somewhere among the spectrum of emotions. So let's say for now, attitude is case by case, whether symbolic or responsive. The main point we're interested in is our ability to control it, our attitude, to where we can decide whether to have a positive or negative outlook on something rather than it being at the mercy of our past experiences. In previous episodes, we discussed how our own desires and ambitions can shape our mentality. We can choose our desires and ambitions, therefore indirectly choosing our attitude. Fair enough. But our desires are usually more long-term or non-abstract. And what I mean by that is our desires are more conditional. I have to want something in order for my attitude to be aligned with it. Where instead, I want to have a trust in the universe that things will generally go well, regardless of what I want to do or have to do. That means I'm trying to shape an attitude without knowing or even caring about what's going to happen. It sounds a little challenging, but I think we're on the right track here. If you're around my age, which is 25, you may have watched a show called American Dragon Jake Long in the past. In an episode titled Dragon's Breath, the main character Jake Long meets these two Oracle twins, both of which can see into the future. However, one sees good events in the future, while the other sees bad events. Interestingly enough, the twin who can see all of the bad outcomes is filled with joy and bubbliness, and the twin who can see the good outcomes is really gloomy. Intuitively, I'd think knowing all of the good things coming would make me excited and knowing the bad things would be a little bit depressing. This episode takes a spin on that idea and it actually makes a lot of sense. Let me explain. You see, knowing that the future holds good things takes out the excitement from experiencing those good things. For example, if I knew ahead of time I was going to pass my driving test, then I wouldn't be excited when I actually found out that I passed the test. And on the other hand, if I knew my favorite restaurant was closing at the end of the year, then I'd savor and enjoy each meal I had there just a bit more until they eventually did shut down. So I think this is going to be a good avenue for us to explore attitude with. We can't quite predict the future, but we can have reasonable expectations for good things to happen to us, as well as less fortunate things happening. I mean, that's life. We can calibrate our expectations to a point where good fortune still excites us, and misfortune doesn't necessarily discourage us. So that said, let's consider this as an action item going forward. All of us come from different walks of life. 
we experience a blend of pleasant and less pleasant experiences. Use this as a baseline for your outlook on the world. Know that the universe likely won't move heaven and earth in your favor, but also know that running late one day for work or getting rejected isn't going to be the end for you. When practicing this, you may find a newfound joy for simpler aspects of life. And you'll also have more control over what frustrates you, given the amount of chaos that we're all subject to, if we're being honest. Most important of all, we may find ways to be more optimistic. Thank you for listening to ideas about optimism and attitude. I consider this topic because occasionally when life gets us down, it can cause us to quote unquote, drag our feet even after we've overcome adversity. But when we take control of our outlook on a situation, our attitude, we let fewer obstacles hold us back. It toughens the skin a little and gives us the courage to push through adversity just a bit better than we did previously. I hope you learned something new and I hope you learned something useful. And as always, I'm Christoph, signing off.